0: Control-Alt-Delete With Miss Joel Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk On show 97.7
1: 10 after 7, good morning Mitch Hey Terry, how you doing? Well, we're doing okay it Was uh, Got a little cabin fever-y, I must admit uh, This weekend, as the, the days start to go by One after the other, like Groundhog Day I know you had a bit of an Easter egg hunt in your house To uh, help alleviate some of the boredom, did you?
0: We did the Easter egg hunt in here, and now we're planning on some Great Shepherd's pie because I'm loving your videos.
1: <laughs> thanks. Great. We, yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. We were looking, looking to kill some time, and looking to include mum and dad. Uh, Mitch is uh, referring to uh, me trying to make my—I uh, shouldn't say trying to make it. Actually, it turned out my mum <laughs> Shepherd's pie with the help of my mum and dad on FaceTime on the weekend, and uh, that was one way to visit and have a little bit of fun. I'm glad you liked it, Mitch. Thank you. That's the greatest. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's start with screens because um, everybody's been talking about it. I'm a, a fan of uh, CBS Sunday Morning, and uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan uh, did his whole piece for them yesterday. On he's got five children, and he said all of them are in different rooms in his New York apartment on screens, and they're starting to wonder. Um, you know, uh, what is it? Two months ago, three months ago, you were trying to keep the kids off them, and now they're on them all the time. Um, what what What's going to be the outcome of all of this, Mitch?
0: First of all, I'm just impressed he's got an apartment in New York with five rooms.
1: That. <laughs> well, nice I don't know. I Gaffigan. yeah, I'm not. I'm not even Gaffigan's done well for himself. I don't, I don't know if it's five <laughs> rooms, but it's certainly not a small apartment.
0: This was something I've been thinking about a lot. This idea that. Here we sit really wondering and questioning the psychological ramifications, the the, the physical ones for developing brain and, and neurological system about how much time we should have these kids sort of just staring at these screens, playing with them. And of course, we're in a place now where it, it is our, 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 our destination. It's where we go is where we spend most of our time. And I was sort of fumbling around writing an article about it. And sure enough, along with Jim Gaffigan, the Washington Post came out with this article titled Scream Time Has Gone From Sin to Survival Tool. And it it does point to a lot of studies, obviously, of whether it's good or bad, but it really boils down to what are they doing on the screen, which is something that I've been saying, obviously, on the show for many, many years. You want to just make sure that they're not sort of mindlessly trolling down the YouTube rabbit hole and that there is just a ton of amazing resources on there, whether it be documentaries or education stuff or just games that – really use your brain versus just the shortest, sort of shoot them up type of thing? So the, the answer is, of course, being on the screen isn't that good. Of course, if you're sitting on your screen or have your kid in their room on their screen all day, there, there will be, there, it's inevitable that there will be psychological issues and challenges. You, you cannot be sitting on a screen all day in a room by yourself and think that there's going to be a happy ending here. So whatever you can to break it up, to really be monitoring the time, to monitoring the content would be helpful. I'm not saying have fights in the house over whether or not you should. It's a necessity. I truly believe it is. But what is it they're doing? How long are they doing it for? How can you mix it up? It It is a bit on us as parents these days, but it is important. And by the way, it's the same for us adults. It's not healthy if we're just staring no. at it all day.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, and, and are the kids really, the kids that are doing learning from home, are they really in quote-unquote classroom from 9 until
0: 3? We have one that is doing a lot of this distant learning at their school, and yeah. it is, yeah, it's, it's a 9-to-3 situation, um, and I am. I'm always concerned that they're just, it seems like they're on the screen all day because what happens is, yes, there are breaks in between, but the kids wind up doing sort of side chats, or hey, did yeah. you see this? Right. And next thing you know, the break's over, and I'm like, wait, where, where, where was the kid all day? Where was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you got to sort of enforce the let's go outside. And then again, very common, especially at his age, is you know after school they want to hop on Fortnite with their friends, or they make plans to meet up on the screen, and then you're just prolonging the pain here. So we right. we do like to take breaks here and there. Get some blood flowing. It's it's healthy to get some fresh air. Don't 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 turn into Ready Player One. We don't want our lives to turn <laughs> into the movie.
1: Okay, um. All right. Now, how about this? I like this idea. Uh, this is ten easy steps to rock your Zoom meeting. Does it start with wearing pants?
0: <laughs> no, that's the great. Well, it depends if you have to stand up and present. You might. Yeah. Not okay. Wear pants. But, you know, I've been asked countless times and I've I, I've been sort of watching a whole bunch of videos about this. And I thought I would just make a compilation, which I did at sixpixels.com. And we can share it, obviously, on Shom. Uh, just about sort of how to think differently about it, because it, it's hard enough to stay focused. And you have to know that there is a sort of talent, as you know, because you've done a lot of TV, just sitting in front of a camera and being compelling. So I sort of took a sort of best of and then my own tips for having done this over many, many decades You know, one is people tend to sit really, really close. I'd recommend sitting a little bit back and off to the side. It's sort of a perspective that we like. We sort of work in these sort of idea of thirds, our photographers do. Uh, The camera position is really good, uh, really important too. I don't know if you noticed that a lot of times it's on your desk and you're sort of looking into the camera from up above. Mm -hmm. That is not a flattering look for anybody. (laughs) Uh, When you're doing (laughs) it from below, it it also sort of doesn't look right. So you want to position the camera a bit at eyesight. Uh, You want to be able to look, people tend to look at the screen because that's where the faces are, but you got to know where your camera is and look actually directly in in your camera. Sound matters, right? Uh, Here we are on a phone line, but I'm still trying to use a very high quality headset with a strong connection for you. Online, it sounds differently. So get yourself a better headset. Don't just use the mic on the computer if you can. Avoid that. Uh, The mute button is great. I'll give you a tip for Zoom. I don't know if you've been using Zoom, but Zoom you can default to mute
1: so that yes. you're always
0: muted. Yeah. And then when you want to speak, all you have to do is hold the space bar and let go. And that way you can just stay on mute. And when you want to speak, you hold the space bar and off you go. So there's countless examples. I go through 10. The other thing I do is is I have a list that I created for all the type of gear I'm talking about. If you want to have a green screen, better lighting, if you want to have better better mics or better headsets, So you go to sixpixels.com, you'll see the article. We'll share it here on Shom as well. And I think it it, it really does change the dynamic of the call when it's compelling. And it's a tough thing to realize. Smile. Keep these meetings short and tight. I'd rather see more frequent meetings than long ones. Little tips like that.
1: Yeah. Long ones. Long meetings are never good, whether they're at a boardroom table or on Zoom. And I... I don't know if you saw, it, but it's very, very topical, very timely. Uh, Saturday Night Live that did a, a a version of the show with all the cast members isolating at home. One of the uh, one of the skits they did was a, on a Zoom meeting, and it was very, very funny because it addressed some of the things that you're talking about. It was but quite funny. you can get
0: creative. I, I yeah. shared this on my Facebook, and I actually tagged you on because I thought you'd love it. But the crew at ESPN. They do a Zoom, I guess, and they, they broadcast it for people to just check, in. there's no sports to speak of. And somebody came up with this idea of, let's see who is the most famous person we can get to join our Zoom. <laughs> and they created these sort of rules, and they were started texting their quote-unquote famous athletes and friends. And it's a pretty amazing video to see. And, I, again, we can share that in the show notes, but you can be very creative yeah. with it. But you're right, the general rule of thumb here is because we're checking in, and because we do want to see each other, if you can make those meetings shorter yeah. and then more frequent, yeah. you're better off. So rather than a one hour on Monday, do two or three throughout the week. It's gonna change the dynamic.
1: Uh everybody's talking about sports. Let's quickly talk about this one. I racing is something that I've I've had experience with. It really is unbelievable. I racing is something that the the uh the racing fan can subscribe to at home. And then with computers, you can race in your basement on some of your favorite uh, racetracks uh, and race with other people around the planet. And NASCAR has put this to use, have, have they?
0: Now oh, this is amazing. So a lot of the major leagues have their sort of e-sport level types of, of players doing this. People who race cars professionally usually have these pretty intense simulators in their training facilities or their homes. And I mean, this isn't just like a sort of steering wheel and a little joystick. We're talking about 50000 $60,000 rigs that really simulate the actual experience. And so NASCAR got very, very smart, and they've been working with iRacing for a while, and now it's being broadcast on Fox. And I didn't know about this until I was actually on Zoom with my brothers and they were all watching. And I was like, what is this? And when you see it, it it does. It actually looks like car racing. So they're taking the pro racers. They're building out these circuits. And these circuits really are the actual circuits down to sort of like almost perfection. They're racing each other from their home. So they are totally social distanced. It looks really cool. And they even got the announcers to announce that. Yeah, yeah. listen, I'm not a a massive sports fan and I'm definitely not a a huge fan of, of car racing, but to watch it and to see it, I was like, this is, you know, for people who miss it, here you go, and you can live stream some of it on Twitch. They have different types of leagues, but the NASCAR one is the actual professional racers. They're in their basement, in their simulators, and they've got the announcers, and it's really fun, especially when they switch to their, their actual homes, and you see them in the cars and talking. It's, <laughs> it's, it's quite a, you know, again, it just something yeah. to make you smile, but a really good <laughs> application of technology that they use to train with the real world, what do we do?
1: Yeah, a great uh, it's a great anecdote for uh, people who have been uh, missing sports and racing uh, in particular. Your app of the week is one we just used last night. It's an important one this time.
0: Yeah, this is one of the apps that I use all the time, and I actually had to go onto my blog and, and, and sort of do a search because I thought, how have I never talked about it on Showman? Sure enough, I hadn't. I was shocked. Many of us now are in a situation where we have to send really big files to people, whether it's a PowerPoint deck or a bunch of pictures or whatever it might be. And I swear by this application, it's a website called WeTransfer. And there is a premium one where you can pay for really sending a lot of stuff. But it, I've never had to actually use the paid version. I've always gotten away with just sending the files. And it's basically free. It's a website. You add the you add the file. It's really simple to do. You put in the email where it's going and a message. It will send a massive file so it's not clogging up emails. It's not going to not get through. And then it sends the person email saying, basically, you have a transfer file. It's this. Here's the message from so-and-so. You click the link, and then it starts downloading it onto your computer so you don't have to worry about things like it's not going to go through, it's going to get clogged. I love it because it notifies you by email when the file has been uploaded. It notifies you when the person has downloaded it. It notifies you if the person hasn't downloaded it. Yeah, it's so just a really terrific. a useful tool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially, and so what do you what have you been using it for, Terry?
1: Well, it's just you know they're they're working. I don't want to spill the beans, but they're working on a okay. video at Sh- at Chom that I contributed to, and again, as you point out, it was a little bit long. So you know you try and send it by text or by email, and you get that note that says you know your file's too big, and we we transfers like Bing, Bang, Boom, and you you're correct. When I w- woke up this morning, it it had notified me that the person I was sending the file to had downloaded it. So it really is really terrific and and something in this this time that we're faced with uh comes in in handy for sure
0: yeah when i do powerpoint decks and the client wants to see them i got to use it cuz the files are too big when i yeah. when i do my base my base player podcast you know that i got to send to a whole other so I, I use it i mean i'm using it almost daily and again i was yeah. shocked that i hadn't mentioned it <laughs> on never show talked before about after it. all the years. so it's wetransfer.com it's free if you have a big file that you need to transfer securely and simply wetransfer.com
1: all of the uh, stuff we talk about with mitch goes up on the website and the links will be there too to what we talked about at showm.com just around nine o'clock this morning mitch thanks so much take it easy stay
0: sane and we'll talk to you in a week look forward to it have a great week terry
1: okay you too thanks mitch